When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look at that. 2021, getting close to uh, being done. Are we feeling the same way? I remember when 2020 was ending, everyone was like, see you later. Yeah. Is 2001 the same thing? Are we I like, screw wanna, you, I 2001. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it at this stage. <laughs> you know, it's, it wasn't really that much better, was it? I mean, it was better. It was better. It was better. Look. I've been going to concerts, games, restaurants, dinners, all that kind of stuff. Enjoy it while you can. Mm. Um, Because I, uh, you know, I don't don't know why I didn't even get into that. You know what I do miss? (laughs) What I will get into is the thing that I'm missing right now. And I don't know. It's probably half a product of the time we're in and half of, like, companies just being cheap. But I was always one who loved the company Christmas party. Ah, If it was done right, and the best way to do a company Christmas party is to not have spouses invited. (laughs) I don't know if I agree with that. uh, Most of the time, because I'll tell you, I never loved going to Deb's Christmas parties it was always like, okay, how long are we going to stay here? Oh, I know that person. I'll go talk to them for a bit. Oh, they've moved on to talk to all their friends. Now I'm alone again. You know, like yeah. But when companies did it upright and like they spent the money on it, and it was at like a vet- venue, and like you know, they they were good. They were. Good. I loved it. It was my big date night out over the holidays with my partner. You know, people. Uh, I think have a better time when they're not with their spouses all the time. <laughs> I will say that some of my favorite Christmas party moments came from events where spouses were invited. And it was all about the spouses being like completely inappropriate. I mean, uh, I remember this one guy who was a producer of the radio station. He, I don't think his wife had been out in a year. Like this was, you know, the big night out. Yeah. She was throwing up in the bathroom oh. by about nine at night. Oh, no. Another buddy of mine was oh, no. uh, pre-drinking, guy I worked with, and his girlfriend, who was relatively new, like mm. a new girlfriend, went to the Christmas party, ended up giving the big, big boss's wife the finger, <laughs> like gave her the bird. <laughs> God, was she smashed? She must have been smashed. I mean, Abundance knows this guy's wife, probably. He used to work in this building as well. I I don't want to like... Don't say any names. Dave's wife. This guy gave Dave's wife the finger. She was just kind of (laughs) drunk and like, kind of, you know, like the drunk person is like, what are you looking at? And he just gives like the finger. Literally the big, big boss's wife. Oh, shit, eh? Yeah. And and, and so... That's I great. think the big big boss had to talk to the guy and say, "Look, you you got to look after your girl here. You know this just happened. Like he was cool oh, about it and that everything. Is so but embarrassing. Imagine that you're the girl you bring to the party again. That's why I I bring up the fact that first of all, your spouse is going to feel like you're not looking after them, right? Unless and then they, they drink everyone, too much. Then they drink too much. I can think of like other people I know, <laughs> you know, husbands standing there. They got nothing to do but drink because everyone else is yammering away uh-huh. for, you know what? They're wasted. They're wasted. Yeah. Yes. 
I know. I know. And you know what? You learn the hard way that you don't want to over drink at the company functions. Yeah, you wait till after. <laughs> I know yeah. it's open bar and everything, and that's super exciting. But yeah, you don't want to over drink at those because then you become the person. And it's the story around the office. Were yeah. parties here? Like, was there ever like an epic Christmas party here, Bundus, where they used to have them at like a, a venue or anything with dinners and stuff? To be honest with you, Maura, I can't recall any because I try to avoid going to Christmas parties as much as I possibly can. Really? Work-related ones, yeah. Um, he used to like slay with work-related... Uh... Yeah, it's one thing sleeping with people that you work with or are in the same building. It's another <laughs> thing like getting fucking loaded in front of all of your coworkers and your bosses. I... Yeah, but you don't need to you get have to fucking do... loaded. Well, then, but that's that's the point. It's like I, I don't want to go because it's not fun for me because I feel like I'm at work. I feel like it's just another night of me being on and being polite to my bosses and like trying to like put up a front with coworkers when I could just go with my bros or to a regular bar, be an asshole, make funny jokes, get shit faced and actually have a good time. Yeah, but you got to pay for that. Usually the work party used to be free. But like that's my point is to me it's not fun. Like it's it's a chore for me to come out there and have a couple drinks and pretend to be like cordial with people I really don't want to spend time with. I see them at work already. I don't give a fuck about like hanging out yeah, with this you is, outside of this. This is like the way his mindset before we went out for dinner the other night probably is like, ah, oh, why not? I see Tucker and Maura for <laughs> six, seven, eight hours a day. 100%. <laughs> oh my God, Bundes. Come on. Uh, and like to your point also like with I would never bring like a, a girlfriend or anything like that from from an external relationship into a work relationship because then I have to introduce her to everybody and I'm playing babysitter to that person all night long and like I, I just I try to keep my work life and my and my private life a little bit separate like I I don't need everybody at work to know everything about me Mm-hmm. One of the most fun Christmas parties I ever went to, I ended up in Mora's basement apartment <laughs> at the end of it. Uh, and then, semi basement? It was a semi basement? Uh, partially submerged. <laughs> and that was like the first fight Deb and I ever had because she was, at, it was a spouses invited and she wanted to go home. And I was like, you know what? You just go home. I'm going to stay out. And, and then I'm confident that I told her I may stay downtown tonight. All night, yeah. All night. Stay out all night. And so we left this company Christmas party when it shut down. Deb had already gone home. We were like, hey, we're still going. Party kid, come on back to Mojis. Morris, Morris like, oh, let's all go back to my place. Next thing you know, we're trying to figure out how to roll hash. And, uh, and then it's next thing you know, story. we're calling the morning show who are already back on the air. The- yeah, we called and did a cut-in on the morning show. The next morning, we were still awake. Yeah. I had burns on my knives because we were doing hot knives with the hash. I don't know where we got the hash from. Yeah, I don't even know where oh that came from God. either. Anyway, all that to say is uh, it, it it was one of those things where like it was Deb was after a while became like Debbie Downer. She wanted to go. I wanted to rip it. So what with happened some when you went home? Because and I'll bring up another example because like Mora, for example, who's a fun person to hang out with, I didn't hang out with her that often. Right. So when you get to see these people that you know from work, but you all have your different lives. Schedules. It's fun yeah. to get together. Totally. Get to know new people. Yes. That sales rep, Bundes, you never met. 
You know, maybe you like Sexy have a great chat with them. Hello. It doesn't have to be about getting laid. Sometimes it's just a fun person. And also, you can be the mysterious guy that drops in and out of the party. Where did he go? Oh, he was only here for an hour. What a flirt. Oh, my yeah, God. You no. know what I mean? No, no, no. I mean, like, I, I enjoyed going out with you guys or, like, people that I work with directly. I enjoy having, like, a like a, like a get-together with them. But, like, I don't need to be at the company and, t- and like, make small talk with Jared that works in sales that I've never spoken to before yeah. in my life. Like, maybe I, Jared's a great guy. Maybe. You guys but it off about Halo. You but start talking about Halo, and the next thing you know, you're playing games with him on Sunday night, and you're in his squad. You know what happened, happened to me at uh, one of my first, my very first Christmas party, and turns out my only one here at Chorus, ended up having a conversation with the big boss man, Doug. Oh, the CEO. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were like, hey, hey. We started talking. Where else would you have that opportunity, Exactly. Right? Where else would I have had that opportunity? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it was also like a costume party, like a retro costume party, and I didn't dress retro. And I, th- <laughs> I think he said, "I love your costume," and I was just dressed as myself with these like nineteen seventies glasses on that I wear. I'm like, "Oh, thanks." Yeah, <laughs> someone said that to me too. They were like, "Oh, what are you dressed up as?" I was like, uh, "Me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <sighs> I feel like you missed out on something, Bundus, but. That's you, eh? You just guess uh, what happened at our last Christmas dinner party. What? We went out afterwards and ripped it. Yeah. And uh, guess what you did? I went, went home and had sex. Oh, oh wow. good for you. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the take two is coming up. It's a juicy one too. Funness is laying it out for you. There's gonna be a lot in there. It's gonna, it's gonna be a lot in there. Help take you through to the uh, home stretch of 2021. As always, thanks for listening. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Tucker and Mora. You know what I was just remembering? Uh, this past weekend, wasn't this supposed to be the weekend where you had that big dilemma on whether or not you should get on the ice or not with your daughter Harvest? Mm-hmm. Your fear being that because you were a figure <laughs> skater, a competitive figure skater, and also instructor, mm-hmm. that they would see how great you were. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, you'd be opening up a whole can of worms like, oh, we yeah. didn't realize we had a bro here. <laughs> that was yesterday. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. The skating <laughs> party, parents allowed on. Maura was afraid yeah, it's a learn, to break out the skates. Learn to skate program. And I've just been enjoying sitting in the stands. And then it was like, well, this is the Christmas party. So family can come on the ice too. And my five-year-old really wanted me out there. And I'm like, oh, my cat's going to be out of the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom's a pro. I mean, your skates alone, would that draw attention? 100%. Really? Yes. So, you know, I'm thinking, cat's going to be out of the bag. Next thing you know, they're asking me to volunteer every weekend Yeah, at the rink. So I get out there on the ice, yeah. skating around with my daughter. The rink is also packed. 
packed. Okay? okay, so it's slightly dangerous. And this is when you don't want to be whipping out a lot of moves. But I'm finding that I might have a moment here to demonstrate something for my daughter to show her that, you know, mom can skate. Yeah, I hope you do something and you knock over a kid. <laughs> I'm saying that's what happened. I hope you but no, over. I don't want anyone yeah. hurt. Right. No one hurt. Just, except maybe yeah. some tears, sore yeah. bomb. You knocked <laughs> over a kid. You fell on top of them. No, no. Your fancy skates. No. What? Somebody actually stole my thunder. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm about to demo, and then good old Santa Claus steps on the ice, (laughs) and all the children lose it and you know they run to him and i'm like i uh, i was just gonna do some moves you got outshined i got outshined by santa and he stayed and he kept skating and then santa started doing stuff i'm like oh like santa's a figure skater too well santa had some moves man he was doing a drag he was doing some twizzles i'm like okay santa what's a twizzle it's like when you're moving and you're spinning at the same time but I did manage to, at the end of the session, show my kids some of my moves. I did a sit spin. I did a oh. Ina Bauer. I did a spiral. Oh. And it went over well. But did someone stop and ask me to coach? <laughs> no. no. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. So in reality, how upset were you? That nobody asked you to coach. I was just a little upset that it wasn't more of a dialogue. Like, oh, he's so clearly used to skate. Like, somebody could have at least said that to me. Like, oh, how far along did you get? Oh, are you a certified instructor? Oh, oh, where did you train? Oh, did you happen to train with the National Coach of Canada? Well, yes, I did. Oh, oh, yeah. Did you skate on the same ice surface that Kurt Browning did for a little while? Oh, yes, I did. Oh. No one cared. No one no cared. <laughs> no one cared. Yeah. No one cared. Yeah. That's okay. It's, it's, it's the greatest. Uh, it's it's the greatest. <laughs> it turns out you are decorating your tree all wrong. Yeah, what's the latest? Okay. Measure your space before you go out and buy a tree. You got to know, like, if it's going to be too big, you're not going to be able to have a nice conversation around the tree. If it's too small, it's going to look like a wean tree, right? A joke tree. I kind of like ween trees, though. I've I've had one in, in my day, and it, there's something cute about it. You know, you feel like you're giving life to a tree that, or not life, but you know, it's fulfilling its destiny if it's a real tree, right? Bonus, are you surprised he likes ween trees? No, no I don't. It's a great way to look at your own life, eh? Uh, no, no, honestly. I, you see yourself in the tree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I go for the best tree, but there was one year I had to buy it on Christmas Eve because we moved on the 23rd of December oh, into our house. So and I'm you got like, the ween tree. And I was like, there's just, and then I said, you know what? This ween tree deserves <laughs> an opportunity. It deserves a home, too. Yeah, exactly. So. This is the warmest Christmas tree story I have ever ever heard am i am i getting you a little bit because i you know, me it was a just bit. sitting there <laughs> it was like pick me pick me so you picked the wean tree it was like every high school gym class moment of my life where they're dividing up teams and you're just waiting to be picked Aww. pick me pick me so i'm not the last one picked and you picked it and I gave picked it love tree and it was yeah it was like endearing yeah, yeah. okay i'll give you that Thank you. Oh, this year I picked a killer tree. Oh, did I got you? It early. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. It looks like it's fake, honestly. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice work. Okay. So measure before you buy. That's a big deal. Now, how do you dress the tree? What do you put on first? Lights. 
Well done, sir. You Thank start you. with those lights, but you know what a lot of jabronis do? They don't check the lights before they put them on the tree. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Plug yeah. string. Oh, you got to plug them in. Yeah. You don't want to strand that thing up. Next thing you know, the whole thing's not working. And Ex- also, I what I do is I do a halfway done plug-in, too. Like oh, yeah? I, I check each string, but then once you get it on the tree to wrap it around, you're usually unplugged in that stage. Yes. And you got to make sure, because sometimes one of those strings, like in the process of putting it up, one of those lights comes loose, the whole string goes down. Oh. You don't want to keep going. You don't want to keep yeah. going. So that's important, too. They also recommend that you leave larger, longer, dangly ornaments to be closer to the edge of the tree. And mix it up. You know, a lot of people like to coordinate perfect color matching. They say the, the, the best trees are ones that actually don't necessarily have a color palette. If they have a color palette, you're not putting on the homemade ones. Exactly. And to me, exactly. you got to have the homemade ones exactly. on there. Exactly. A lot of people are leaving the homemade ones now and not putting them up. And experts are saying, ah, Christmas trees are kind of losing their charm. They're a little bit too staged. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll go to a department store if I want to look at a coordinated Christmas yes. tree. Yes. Preach, brother. Bundus has matching ornaments at his condo. <laughs> one for the Friday Night Lady Friend, one for him. Mm-hmm. I also have a Corvette ornament as well. Do He's you? got a Corvette. Well, yeah. How adorable. So, like, that Corvette ornament will probably be on your tree for the rest of your life. Probably. Yeah, it's yeah. great, and it'll bring a smile. Every time you put it on, I love those old uh, ornaments that you yes. have. Yes. Well done. We went stole one from where my wife worked <laughs> at a Christmas party. What? Our first year together, we kind of grabbed it. It was this cute like reindeer, all sparkly gold. <laughs> it's been on our tree every year since and brings a smile to my face knowing that we lifted that from one of her first job uh, oh, locations. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Is it possible that you could be doing too many push-ups? Uh yeah, turns out you could really uh, you could hurt yourself in a way that you wouldn't even imagine. You've heard of the band AFI. This is probably their biggest song they had called Miss Murder. Okay. So lead singer of this band says that he ended up hurting his voice because he was doing too many (laughs) push-ups. So how many push-ups do you have to do for it to be too many? Like, Bunnis, what's your max? I know you were doing like a 100 push-up challenge or something, but... Uh, Yeah, like how many push-ups I've done in a day? I usually, like, I mean, I've been doing like 250, 300 push-ups in a day. In a row? No, not in a row, but like in a session of working out. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Spread out. I love push-ups, man. They're such a great workout. Such a great workout. Okay, well, this guy was doing 570 <laughs> push-ups a day. No a way. Yeah, yeah. What? And he, he started to notice that it felt like he had like a almost like a lump in his throat. Like he'd swallow and it felt like there was like a like a cherry or something in there, like yeah. a lump. Okay. And uh, and it kind of hurt. And at first he thought he was getting sick or something. Then he realized he just didn't have as much like vocal ability. And he thought, oh, well, maybe this is because I haven't been on the road because of COVID. They're not sure. performing live. Maybe you, you, you don't use it, you lose it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And his muscles were getting weak. But then it turns out through a series of tests and everything that he just kind of pulled a weird muscle in his throat as a result of all the push-ups he was doing. Like his body, he probably was at like max reps, right? And you just start like, ah, oh you know. Oh my God, he was using his neck to push himself up. 
Yeah, I mean, somehow no, when when I get hurt, it's always from doing stupid things. Like I'll throw my back out folding a t-shirt, <laughs> or you know what I mean. Like it's always like something really dumb. Yeah, yeah, you I, trip. I, yeah. I once had to have like the full pants down uh, male anatomy examination because I once crossed my legs a weird way <laughs> while watching TV. Like that's how I get hurt. I remember you having that happen. I was watching TV. I was I was at university. I was in the common room where we had a TV and some couches. I, I went from my legs crossed one way. I moved them around the other way. Kind of like the Sharon Stone. Yes, the Sharon Stone move in Basic <laughs> you know? Instinct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of did that you move. You squished something wrong? And then I just, I don't know, I tweaked something and then I was walking with a limp for a few days because it felt really weird. That's how I get hurt. Guy from AFI did 570 push-ups a day. I mean, that's, I guess it kind of makes more. It seems a bit excessive. Like, at a yeah. certain point, shouldn't you mix it up a little bit, right, Bundus? Like, shouldn't you throw in some chin ups or something? Maybe it's just too squats. many. How about some squats? squats you know, those that legs sounds a little... to me like a guy, one of those guys you see at the gym that is ripped on the upper half of his body and then he has these little twig legs, right? Yeah. Do some lunges. Oh, man. The guy who I saw with the biggest biceps at this gym I used to go to, uh, he, he had the biggest gut. It was crazy. <laughs> But he would just sit there and he'd be doing like, he'd just be doing curls. Just focusing biceps. on those biceps. It was all biceps. <laughs> but he had like almost metabolic syndrome kind of with his belly. This oh. huge, almost pregnant like belly. It's just like, what? Yeah, maybe do a sit up instead of grabbing the 180 pound free weights. Well, whatever. if you're on a roll with those biceps, might as well keep it going. <laughs> anyway. Turns out you can do too many push-ups. Careful out there, everyone. Yeah, makes me worried because, you know, my neck is so jacked these days. <laughs> you do too many push-ups, Maura. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing to make that neck so jacked? I'm, you know, it's, it is kind of like push-up stuff. Like, I'm, I'm so weak on my upper body. So weak. So mm. just even starting to do planks and push-ups and, you know, I'm still trying to get. Like, I can get down to the ground. It's getting back up. Well, everyone That's can get the to the ground. Everybody can do that. <laughs> getting round, down to the ground is never a problem in any well, aspect I, I, And of by getting out. down to the ground, I mean controlled. I oh. can get down there, I'm controlled, and now getting back up is so hard. Yeah. And you know what? The stronger you get, probably the heavier you become upper body-wise. Right? And then it becomes even heavier, harder to get back up yeah. from the ground. Well, whatever you get up to, be careful out there. Would you sell your face to be the new face of a line of robots? A tech firm is developing a robot to work in hotels, shopping malls, and airports by 2023. It's going to be a realistic humanoid robot, and they're looking for someone with a kind, friendly, approachable face. Apparently, their new client wants to launch a very large-scale project, and for this, they need to license a face Right away to avoid any sort of legal delays, hmm. as, which sounds a bit creepy. They're offering this brave volunteer $250,000 to be willing to transfer the rights to use your face forever. You know, I'd love to volunteer for this, Mora. Yes. But my face is already being used for a robot. <laughs> oh, really? In fact, I have a confession to make. This person you sit across from every day is actually a robot. <laughs> I am a robot. You're a robot. Do you want me to remove my faceplate so you can get to see exactly what's under here? Please, take off that faceplate. Okay. okay. It, it'll take me a second here. Uh, 
Now you are looking at the real Tucker, moron. <laughs> Did you think it was possible that somebody was this good at radio? <laughs> Impossible. Why did you go with that face, though? Well, we wanted it to be believable. <laughs> you can't have the perfect person on the radio with the perfect face. It just wouldn't make sense for oh, people to compute. Right. So we intentionally chose a subpar face. <laughs> we went for option schlub. <laughs> have you met Tucker's wife? Yes, is she a robot too? No. Do you think it would be possible for some schlubby looking guy like Tucker to end up with a wife like that? No. There must be more to it than that. Oh, really? Robot Tucker knows how to say the right thing at the right time. Ah, gotcha. And he must have some moves. Did they, yeah, did they equip Robot Tucker with like the right package? Hello, Bundes. <laughs> What's up, Robot Tucker? <laughs> Robot Tucker has all the necessary packages. <laughs> Everything is by design. Wow. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to know before I return my faceplate? Yeah, yeah, when is Skynet taking over? Skynet will take over January 31st, 2026. You have been warned. Anything else? Uh, no. I think that's it. Okay. Okay. I will return to Schlubby Tucker by reinstalling my faceplate. Okay. Hang on. Okay. Whoa. Hey, guys. I'm that, back. That was crazy. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> oh, boy. If you have an Apple Watch, be careful. That thing could kill you. And people like trying to put it in their mouth and then like choking on it. I, I don't understand. How could it kill you? Yeah. Any right? ideas of you, you cho choking hazard you're going with? I, well, no. I mean, that's kind of a joke. I don't I think mean, there's no a function where you're supposed to put it in your mouth, right? For like <laughs> for a like, saliva so test or like a COVID. <laughs> is there a COVID app you can? I would be do instant like, testing. It wouldn't surprise me if you if like you convinced Apple Watch wearers that you could put it in your mouth and it reads something. Thing. It's like a breathalyzer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only other thing that I, and it's probably more likely to be the case, is yes. that, well, it, there's a battery. It could like blow up. Yeah. You know, like Apple devices sometimes do. Actually, not just Apple, but, you know, Samsung. Their All phones devices were... do that. Okay, yeah. so ding, ding, ding for the T bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh. That's right. So five customers have filed a lawsuit for faulty design because I guess the battery swells. Batteries do swell. And in this case, these people are saying that Apple knew about the problem, but pushed for sales anyways. So when the battery swells, it pushes against this display and then the display can break. And now you've got a broken piece of glass that is ready to slice your wrist open, which is exactly what happened to one customer who was wearing it, sliced his vein right in half. Um, well, how would that happen? Because it breaks underneath? Oh, I guess there's some glass underneath, eh? Yes. Because they have sensors and stuff? Sliced his wrist. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, he took a bunch of pictures. Uh, he's okay. Yeah. But now him and his legal team are saying Apple knew the design was faulty when it came to the battery and giving it a little swelling space. And they sold the watches anyways. 
I mean, if it's getting hot and stuff like that, I would say take the damn thing off, don't you think? I mean, yeah, it's a battery strapped to your wrist. It's a battery strapped to your wrist. It's and a mini computer on your wrist. Yeah, it's, it's a computer, it yeah. You yeah. take phone calls on the thing. I mean, would you fall asleep with your laptop on your, like, crotch? Forehead? You know, or whatever, <laughs> on your face? Yeah. You go crotch. I don't know. I, don't I go know. forehead. Yeah. Yeah. It leaves behind razor-sharp pieces of glass if the battery bursts. That's okay. the problem. Because so you've got the- that screen there, and then it's close to a very sensitive area on your body. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like an explosion where it's like... Glass everywhere. No. It's more, it just pops the, it breaks the glass and And then then the glass is sharp as hell. Maybe you don't realize it, right? I'll tell you something. How are they going to pay for that lawsuit? If they lose, <laughs> are they gonna, I think are they'll they be okay. I think they'll be okay. Time magazine named their person of the year. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. Uh, Elon Musk. I mean, the yeah, Muskinator. Uh, of course. His electric car company is the most valuable car maker in the world, right? Tesla's market value soared to almost one trillion this year, making it more valuable than Ford and General Motors combined. Wow combined. That's a bit crazy. That's I didn't realize that. a bit crazy. Yeah. He's also managed somehow to avoid a lot of the shipment issues that other car companies have been dealing with. I'm not really sure how, but maybe his cars don't require those chips that are all backordered. Yeah, or maybe okay. he builds the chips in-house. I'm not sure. Also, SpaceX. I mean... SpaceX seems to be NASA's choice when they're turning to, you know, private builders to build a spaceship or something like that. They seem to go to SpaceX more often than not. So uh, they chose him. And the person of the year is somebody who's affected the news in our lives Mm. the most, whether positive or negative. This is smart. Let me tell you why. Why? Because I feel like uh, between all the billionaires that we know, like the Bezoses and the Gates and, you know, Mm. Musk, Mm -hmm. I feel like Elon, Branson, I feel like Elon Musk has, it's the highest likelihood of him turning into a supervillain. And so we got to kiss his ass now because if we start, you know, he's, more so he, than Bezos. Well, Bezos has the cash, but Musk has the brains. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's Bezos going to do? Ship bullets to us, and then they'll go off. I mean, <laughs> Musk, that guy builds like networks of satellites, and he yes. is the guy you got to watch for. So we got to keep him on our side. We keep making life difficult for Elon Musk because he is an awkward guy, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And he does do some things that he does rub some people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. You don't want that guy working against you. No. He's managed to uh, figure a lot of stuff out. He really has. Last thing I need him to figure out is how he's going to murder me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm 100% on it. Let's just make him the man of the year every year. Yeah, we'll honor him. Person of the year. Otherwise, you got Lex Luthor. You got, uh, who's the the guy you always impersonate from Batman? Uh, Bane. Bane. You got Bane. Otherwise, you got like Bane No, no, I don't want Bane. All of a sudden, Elon Musk is making fancy masks for his face. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you think darkness is your ally? Oh my god, uh, that would be pretty funny. Born to see. in darkness, <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty That's funny pretty to good, see guys. Elon Musk or Elon Musk come out with like a mask on and start talking. Uh, like yeah, that. I mean, uh, look, if he did it, it wouldn't be a shock. It wouldn't be of a all the people. <laughs> Who could you see of all the billionaires? You know, Elon Musk, a hundred percent, is that guy who would wear a mask. I mean, the yeah. guy for fun created a blowtorch that. 
he sold online a limited edition run of blow torches. Oh, yeah, I remember just, this. Just the guy makes like crazy stuff just for fun. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. A guy like that being mad at you? No. No, no, make him happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man yeah. of the year. Man of the year. All right, I'm team me Elon Musk. Plus, you know, he's got some Canadian roots. Yes, he does. I did not know this, but hangovers can differ depending on how much you drink and the type of booze you choose. 100%. You didn't know this? I didn't know that. I mean, uh, sugar content would have to play a factor. Like, your rums would be worse than your vodkas. But I would think, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just say that what I drink has got to be near the top of the best boozes to consume if you don't want a hangover. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, that booze is tequila. Hmm. That's my guess. There is one type of booze I'm going to tell you about that yeah. won't bring you a hangover. But first, your okay. favorite booze and the hangover you're asking for if you drink too much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, mauled wine, which is a festive oh, treat that God. everyone dives into, right? <laughs> oh, a little mauled wine on the stove. Don't mind if I do. Well, guess what? That's, that's a headache waiting to happen. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is a headache waiting to happen. You got a lot of sugar in there. Yeah. That's going to increase your cravings. That's going to bring on fatigue. That's going to bring on dizziness as well if you drink too much of it. I know Bundus uh, enjoys the dark spirits, so any spirit oh. that is darker and colored. If it's brown, it'll go down. <laughs> If it's burning, it'll go down. Uh, whiskey, whiskey's got to be high on the list for hangovers. Man. Yeah. Whiskey will give me a headache pretty quick. Muscle aches, headache, nausea. Experts say if you're going hard alcohol, just like you're saying, Tucker, opt for light-colored drinks. Yes. That is going to make your hangover way less severe. This is something I didn't know. So red wine... You know, that's a headache waiting to happen. That easily leans to migraines if you are prone to that sort of thing. That's why people switch to white. And the holy grail of booze that will apparently keep a hangover away is the one and the only tequila, Tucker. There it is. <laughs> that's right. No hangover if I you don't right. go overboard. Um, yeah. Only if you're drinking 100% agave. Yes, has to be real tequila. It doesn't have to be like overly expensive. Uh, you're looking at about you know thirty seven, thirty eight dollars a bottle for mm-hmm. your you know your go tos. I, I just convinced someone the other day to try tequila. It's a friend of ours, and she was getting lots of headaches with the red wine, and she was almost exclusively drinking red wine. Yeah, she said she felt great the next day. Oh, okay. after having some like tequila and sodas and stuff like that right. instead. Some, Tequila cocktails? It's because it is low in sugar. Sugar, And when you consume it in moderation alongside water, that will keep you hydrated. You're able to wake up the next day almost hangover free. So there you go. Ways to be hangover free this holiday season. What do most women want in a marriage proposal? Do you have to go over the top to make it Instagram worthy, you know? Oh, boy. We were I remember this. I remember this time (laughs) in my life. Oh, do you? Oh, trying to plan it. Oh, the stress. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it right? It's getting crazy, too, because, like, people need to make it a moment that you want to photograph. And and, uh, some people are hiring photographers to be hidden until they propose just so they can have that picture for Instagram. And you know what? My plan, I bailed out of it. What was your plan? uh, We were living in Montreal at the time. We were going to spend a weekend in Ottawa in the winter to go skating on the canal and stuff. 
I booked a room at the at the Chateau Laurier, which is like Ooh. the old school hotel. Ooh la la! Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> kind of go. We were, I was gonna get down on one knee on the um, Rideau Canal while we were out skating for on the, the ice? afternoon. You know, Aww, that seemed very public display of affection, right there. Dude, you're telling me that's why I bailed out of it. I'm like, oh my god, a lot of people wanted her, were skating that day. People everywhere. Oh yeah. So yeah. if you were down on one knee, you could have easily tripped somebody. I thought it's like the biggest skating rink of the year. Can I find a place that's a little quiet and secluded and mm-hmm. we can have a moment mm-hmm. it ended up working perfect later because i saved it after dinner we were out for a walk it was like a movie snowstorm where not an ounce of wind but the heaviest snowflakes in the oh. world just falling slowly like you could that. you could touch them with your finger almost <laughs> you know like it felt like the world was slow motion and yes. we were in a snow globe do you think she was anticipating it do you think no. she knew it was coming uh, she knew that i was gonna one day propose uh, you know we had talked about getting married and uh, we had, we were at this little lookout spot by the hotel, and I said, "Oh, this is a really cool spot." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm like, this is about to be a very special spot oh, for us." God. Oh God, <laughs> you did like a whole <laughs> wait, no, wait, no, no, you I, did like I, a I, whole I, tease, like coming no, no, up, no, 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 coming I, up next. No, no, it was real quick. It was like, "Oh, this but, is going to be a pretty special spot for us." She's like, "What?" And I got down on my knee and I opened it up the ring. Uh, but first, Boom. a message from our sponsors. <laughs> You're such a radio guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't do like a whole speech. You mean so much to me. I can't blah, da, 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 da. You just said, said this that? is about to be a very yeah, special I, said, I was spot. like, oh, this is yeah. beautiful. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is going to be an, like, I don't know, something. I don't even remember the exact word. You know what? I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm sorry I brought it up. No, no. Hey, it's very personal. It's for you Look, guys. I, I didn't have the choice. I, I only did it once, more. okay? I'm oh. not an expert like you. <laughs> yeah, I might be an expert, okay? I, yeah. bet, I bet your husband was kind of like got down and did the whole speech and it was like full emotional. Uh. It was it was beautiful. I mean, I couldn't. It's like it's funny when I don't even think there's a point to doing the speech because you can't hear anything because all you can hear in your head is, oh, my God, it's happening. He's doing it right now. He's getting down. What You know, you just can't listen. You're you're unable to listen in that moment. Weren't you decorating the Christmas tree? When yes. You proposed? Decorating the Christmas tree. But I yeah. could see it coming. He had something behind his back. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. And then he said some beautiful things. I wish I could remember what they were because yeah. it just it was lost on me. My mind oh, was going crazy. So he turned it into a bit as well. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you wasted all my time talking about your pathetic proposal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, we'll do that coming up, okay? What do most women want in a marriage proposal? What do people really want, Maura? The experts say this is engagement season. And engagement season goes till Valentine's Day, just so you know. So it's not just Christmas and New Year's. It runs right through till February. What do women want? Do they want that public display or do they want a private proposal? What do you guys think? I mean, I don't know. I think they want the public. They want the Instagram. They want the banner behind the plane. The jumbotron. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. I I mean, I got to believe that it's the opposite like i know that there are, are lots of that going on but i don't think everybody is like a like an instagram desirable like look at my whole life like i don't feel mm-hmm. like everybody needs to have everything dude that's what a wedding is it's literally look at me people who want to get married want all that well 66 percent of women would prefer a private proposal yes! yeah uh, as opposed to an elaborate public public display 
Um, now, you want it pre-planned, though. They don't want it spontaneous. Like, huh, we should get married. <laughs> They'd rather have it pre-planned. So a little bit of build up there. 85% of women say there is way more pressure now than there was in their parents' generation for a, an elaborate proposal. So they know if you're about to get proposed to, you know it's like the, the pressure is a lot. And nearly all women, 96% of women ex- expect to have some sort of involvement in the choosing of the engagement ring. Just so you know. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I had the ring for like a month before I proposed. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It was like hidden. I would open it up every now and then look at it. It was the most expensive thing I'd ever bought sure other than a was. car, you yeah. know? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a, that whole thing. The I'm whole so glad thing. that's over. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. Up until a moment ago, none of us have heard of the show that came in at number one for best TV shows of the year, according to Rolling Stone. The show is called For All Mankind, and uh, you've seen this show, Ryan? Yeah, it's good. It's a, I, I was doing a little homework on it. Uh, it's kind of about the space race, but in an alternate reality, right? Like if things had played out differently between the U.S. and the Russians? Yeah, exactly. Like it's... Uh, like an alternate uh, take on it. The Russians got there first, and then also it's like uh, a super sped-up timeline on the advancement of science and, and mankind going to the moon and how fast we can get to Mars. Um, like they've already got, in the in the 80s, they've already got a manned station on the moon. So okay. it's, it's a sped-up timeline on the advancement of the race to the moon and then an alternate take on if the Russians got there first and then, for example... Hang on, let me uh, wake like up, Maura. She just fell asleep. Yeah. Maura, you okay over there? <laughs> this is not selling my kind of show. Uh, it actually good. sounds kind of interesting to me. I might watch it, actually. You're saying it's good, but is it? does it deserve to be number one? Well, that's a hard take. It depends on whether you're into, like, history and, and or science fiction. If that's not your your jam, then you probably wouldn't like it. So kind of wee, 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 wee. Sorry, I fell asleep. Kind of, I, uh, you lost me inside oh. the, the history. Uh, okay, have you seen Squid Game? No. Where did, where did like, Yellowstone and Money Heist fall in there? Those are good. Yellowstone, okay, first of all, doesn't deserve to be, uh, it's, it's, you know what it is? It is to television what the Big Mac is to burgers. It's great in the moment. It goes down quick, but at the end of it, if you start breaking it down, it shouldn't be in a best burger competition. You know what I'm mm. saying? No. There's a lot of killing going on that doesn't seem to get penalized, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. It's it's Sons of Anarchy meets, um, you know, ranching and the mafia. It's insane. And, all, and almost succession, but out on a ranch. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit of succession in there, too. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for giving us some insight into For All Mankind. I think it may continue to be a TV show that none of us have seen. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. All right, thanks. Ryan? Is a fan. Sold is, Bundus. Is that the one with uh, Joel Kinnaman? Joel Kinnaman is the is in this one. Ah, okay. Who's no, he? Uh, who's he? That would be. Who is Joel Kinnaman? Yeah, that I would know be the name. Maura's co-star. Only my Robocop. My is dear, he Robocop? my dear friend and colleague, <laughs> Joel <laughs> Kinnaman, is the star of Robocop. The remake, yeah. Well, to be fair, I couldn't tell you who the star of the original RoboCop was either. (laughs) Joel Kinnaman. Okay, so will you watch it now that you know this guy? Well, yeah. Now that I know him personally and he is a dear friend. (laughs) Could you text him right now if you wanted to? I do not have his number. So he's a really good friend. (laughs) 
tell me that this new camera is creepy or cool. What do you think? Canon has unveiled a camera that uses facial recognition to automatically shoot candid photos of you around your place. So you set it up. It's on a little base. It can swivel and track you through your place. And it just snaps pictures. Creepy. Throughout the day. So it's it's what it's saying is like, this is like candid family moments. You're having a dinner party. Creepy. You put that in the corner and it will snap pictures of your dinner party. You can also program it to capture like, let's say you really wanted to take pictures when everybody's got like a big smile on their face. You can program it to track that facial smile. You can program it to follow you and take pictures only when you're doing duck face. If you creepy. Think. This is creepy. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be very, very expensive, almost $800 Canadian, but they're saying, you know, it can pan, it can tilt, it can zoom, and it wants to be able to capture those spontaneous family moments, the family dance-off. You know what this is? Um, The modern-day equivalent of putting a disposable camera on every table when you're throwing a big party like a wedding. Mm -hmm. Just hoping that you'll get all these cameras back and it'll be all these little moments that you didn't even know were happening. Right, exactly. But you know what happens in every one of those cases? What? Somebody takes a picture of their bare ass (laughs) every time. And you know what you're going to end up on on this Canon camera? A picture of your bare ass. You're going to be like, how'd that get there? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. By the way, you know who took a picture of their bare ass every time he went to a wedding that had a disposable camera on the table? The T-Bird. The T-Bird. You did? Just ask Dan and Nancy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't even know him that well. It was like really through Deb that I was at that wedding. It was only years and years later that they found out it was me. The whole time they thought it was somebody else. It was you? Yeah. I can't believe it. Pictures in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. You leave a disposable camera. You get me drinking. I'm I'm taking inappropriate pictures for sure. No faces. Right. Just body shots. Oh, wow. Good to know. (laughs) Good to know. That's unbelievable. You never did that, Bunnis? I guess you're probably just a little too young to have been at like a wedding. A wedding where they put that disposable camera camera in the middle. Yeah. It used to be a thing. I'm a little sad that I missed that. Yeah. It was a fun era. It was a fun era. Do you love steak? I mean, Bundes, you've had some nice steaks in your day. I know you're a vegetarian now. I did know. did you? I used, I used to love it. You so used to much. love it. It was like and my you, favorite thing to do is to treat myself to like an expensive restaurant and have a nice steak dinner. Yeah. I used to love tomahawk it. with the boys. Mm-hmm. Did you get the tomahawk that had the gold wrap on it, or was that a step up from the one you got in Miami? That was a huge step up. Oh the yeah. With the gold. We just got the regular tomahawk. The one that was covered in gold was a little too much. Was money. like okay. really really expensive. Yeah. Yes. Tucker loves a good steak too. I know. I Once know in a while, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it turns out if you love steak, you actually might be insecure. Oh, I love that you roped me into that <laughs> I, last I, I, minute. Right? <laughs> you just sucked yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Both of you. Both of you. By the way, Tucker <laughs> loves steak, and the reason why I bring that up is because people like steak are losers. <laughs> nice. I, well I played. You, well played. I know, but this is a vegetarian now. But I wanted to be. I wanted to confirm that there was a time that him and his boys used to sit around and order a big. Steak. Guess uh, what? Loser. Loser. <laughs> 
insecure. They just found out that men, <laughs> men who eat a lot of beef, lamb, and pork, and other red meats may be insecure about their masculinity. Oh, oh about not women? Not women. Okay, because I was going to say, I know you like steak, too. I do, but, you know, it, if women, women who like steak are just cool. They're just cool. Uh, no, there's nothing about women in here. It's, it's that men who suffer from masculinity stress. And masculinity stress describes an individual male worrying about their level of masculinity. They fret about not being man enough. Those kind of guys argue, argument their masculinity by ordering red meat on the menu so they're perceived as more masculine. They like to go to the butcher shop and order the... Put some meat between these teeth. I'm feeling a bit weenish. <laughs> Yeah. Is that not fun? They, they do think that it comes down to advertising sometimes, too, that, you know, you see an ad for, like, a burger chain, and it's like, I'm a man. I need six pieces of bacon on my burger, you know? Yeah. yeah. There's, like, this association with desirability, sexual strength, and a guy who's chowing down on a tomahawk. Maybe subconsciously, Bundus, you and the boys in Miami ordered the tomahawk because you wanted to look uh, like a man. Uh, probably. You know? Yeah. This is so stupid. Is I'm it? sorry. It is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't think so. I, I think, think it's some, pretty like, obvious. I think there's some deep-rooted like hunter-gatherer thing that's deep in our biology mm-hmm. that makes us feel masculine if we can catch a piece of meat in the wild and then cook it for the family kind of thing. Yes. And then to be able to eat that makes you feel that kind of You got thing. the bone. You're like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then women who like steak are just cool. We're, no, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're just insecure. <laughs> you guys are losers. We're cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Are you getting snow globed right now? I bet you there. This is just a repurposed. Uh, it'll be something that's existed for a hundred years. They just came up with a new name for it. Snow globing is a dating term. Do you guys know what it is? Any guesses what what it means to get snow globed? Uh, I don't, but I would guess it has something to do with the winter season and dating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Snow globing. I was thinking more about like being in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and, artificial. Uh, yeah, and there's, uh, I'm trying to think of what the snow would represent. I, I think it's just the globe. It's just something about being in a bubble. In a bubble. Yeah. Well, Cosmo coined the term in 2019. A lot of people are just learning about it now because they're like, oh my God, I'm getting snow globed. It's when somebody uses the holidays to make you think your relationship is more serious than it actually is. Okay. For example, yeah. they might get you a romantic Christmas gift or invite you to meet their family for a Christmas party. What do you think of this set? Louis this is Philippe. It? Louis Philippe has yeah. invited me to meet the parents. Je ne sais it's be fun. quoi, mon ami. <laughs> Je t'aime. Did uh, how long did you date Louis Philippe for? Uh, four months. Okay, four months. Did I was invited to his place a couple of times. Yeah. His family was never home when I was invited over, so oh, I was I was pretty mean. sure that uh, <laughs> I was not getting snow globed in that case. But yeah, you get invited over to meet the family. You get an elaborate romantic Christmas gift. But once the holidays are over, 
Things cool down fast, and some people think it's militia, malicious. Sometimes it is, but it can also happen by accident, where people just get carried away with the romance of the holidays, and then after the holidays, they're like, "Oh my God, what am I doing?" <laughs> you know what it is? I don't feel this way about this person. You know, it's all those damn Christmas Hallmark movies. Yes, you know, you get in that mindset. Yes, and you're like, "Oh my God, I want to be with someone." It's kind of like cuffing season in a way, but it's more specific to Christmas. So when people look for somebody to hook up when the weather gets uh, cold, you know, and then once the weather turns, they move on. That's cuffing season. So snow globing is more specific to Christmas. Well, I'm just glad it has nothing to do with dandruff or flaky skin in general. <laughs> right? Uh, originally, that's where I was going. Yeah, like, yeah. All that white stuff. What's that white stuff? Is that <laughs> someone's over you and then all of a sudden it's like, like snowing oh my God, on top? I'm yeah. getting snow globed here. Yeah. Do you have imposter syndrome? This is the belief that your success in life isn't deserved and it's been achieved through luck rather than a result of your own effort or skills. And you're worried at any moment that everyone around you will realize you're an imposter, too. I feel like everybody should have a little bit of that. You're on to something there, actually, because they say that people who have imposter syndrome are actually the people you want to have around you at the office or at work, wherever you're working. Doctors even have imposter syndrome. And they did a study with doctors. They found doctors with higher levels of imposter syndrome were more likely to take time with you, to help you going through whatever it is on a personal level, to ask you more follow-up questions. I just had a doctor's appointment last week with a new doctor. He's quite young, looks like he just graduated. Definitely has imposter syndrome because he spent so much time with me. I was like, are we done here? Yeah. <laughs> Normally they're rushing you out, right? He's like, any more questions? What do you want to know? They're overcompensating for their insecurity about yes. what they do. But yes. I'll tell you, you know, I was listening to a podcast that had uh, President Obama on it. And it, he, he just, it drives him crazy when he'll meet a CEO of a company who believes that they earned their way there and it had nothing to do with a little luck. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be a, you have a little bit of humility and feel like, you know, you're lucky to be there. Yes. Otherwise, you're yes. probably a jerk, a bad person People to a who, certain degree. Well, then you're overly confident and you think you deserve all the success you have. And, and you, know. you may have worked hard, but you got to acknowledge the opportunities that came your way in life. And maybe, yeah, you went to med school and you studied your ass off. Mm-hmm. But what allowed you to go to medical school? Was it a stable upbringing? Was it, you yeah. know what I mean? There's so many variables in life that if you don't feel at all that it had a little bit to do with luck, mm-hmm. then you're probably a narcissist. You're probably a nightmare to be around, and you certainly don't want that kind of person at the office. So, you know, you should feel good by feeling like you're a bit of an imposter. And stop being insecure about it. Do not put your Christmas tree in front of your Wi-Fi router, especially if you it's got tinsel on it. Now, why do you think experts are saying you should not be doing that? Well, I mean, I would think it has to interfere. I mean, the tinsel, you got the... uh Maybe you're beaming your Wi-Fi to the house next door. <laughs> oh, like it it accelerates it. It, it and somehow like... <laughs> acts as an antenna, and now you're more susceptible to somebody hacking into your Ooh, system. Oh, it opens the door. I mean, I don't know. I thought it had something to do with a fire, you know, like more well, chance that it would just like the tinsel would self-implode and just like... Poof. 
Uh, no, that's just gonna, not. Could it give you crappy internet? It's just going to give you crappy internet. That is correct, sir. Oh. Putting anything, anything at all in front of your router causes issues. I have like an old vintage uh, wooden box over top of my router because I don't like the look of it. I don't like all the wires. Yeah. So I hide it underneath an old kind of vintagey wooden box. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's why my internet sucks in my place. But anything in front of that router can block the signal, wreak havoc on your internet speed. So if your tree is blocking the line of sight to your router, move the router or move the tree. And then you got the lights and the tinsel. That can make it even worse. When the signal hits the tinsel, it bounces off and scatters, Mm. which slows down the Wi-Fi. It doesn't like open the door for hackers or anything, but it does slow your Wi-Fi down. The same thing can happen with ornaments too. Plus plugging your lights and your router into the same outlet, they say is not a good idea, Ah. especially if you have lights that blink. It increases your chances of your connection completely dropping out. And, you know, that's just going to make for a bad holiday season if your connection is going in and out. Well, we learned the other day the place to put the Christmas tree is the bedroom because that inspires people. Sexy time. To get romantic. Who doesn't look beautiful in front of those lights? Yeah. I I suspect Bundus, knowing, you know, the kind of space he lives in, everything must be plugged into the same plug. (laughs) I mean, how, how many different outlets do you have in there? I have quite a few. Everything's spread out. Do you? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. By, by, is by itself. Definitely by itself. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like the TV and all like the entertainment stuff is in a different power bar plugged into a different Actually, unit. of course you would have thought about this because you would need to have the best Wi-Fi in order to have the best gaming experience. The guy's mm-hmm. a gamer. Bro, like, we, don't, mm-hmm. we don't Wi-Fi when it comes to gaming. You hardline oh, it Oh, you are a hardliner. Yeah, you need the best connection when you it comes to You hardline that? Yeah, okay. Well, then it's, it's you like, don't, Tucker? No, I don't. Oh. You know what? I'd have to run a line. I'd have to like fish it through my whole house to get it to where my <laughs> gaming console is. Yeah. If you, if you want to win, you got to hardline it, man. Yeah, that's oh. why I'm always like, I didn't even see that guy. <laughs> I'm right. dead, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't have a hard line. Uh, I, I was always told that the, that these days you don't have to worry about that as much. Oh, please. They're just telling noobs like you. They're yeah, lying yeah. to you. I asked the guy who killed me, how'd you get me? Is it because I'm on uh, Wi-Fi? They're like, no, no, no. I'm just good. It's because you suck at this Keep game. Keep doing what you're doing, loser. <laughs> good to know. These things are good to know. Now that the border's open to go across to the United States, I'm just looking at the list of the most fun cities in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I wonder how many of you would agree with what they uh, selected as the year uh, top ten. Well, I mean, the most fun cities—it's got to be like Orlando. Yes, people, bunch of people, most fun cities in the United States. Sure. Let me see Orlando. Yes. Yeah, number two. Number two. At first I was like, why Orlando? I didn't even get it until you just said it. Are you kidding me? Disney. Yeah, at first I was thinking Orlando. Who's going to Orlando? And I I didn't even connect. Come on. Disney. You have children. Yeah. Okay. Ah, I mean, uh, Bundes, you want to... I mean, if you're asking me, it's got to be Miami. Show me Miami. Miami! Miami is on the list. Yes. That number four. Ooh, that's down yeah. pretty low. That's down pretty low. There's a couple of cities that beat Miami, and I'm not even sure if they should. I mean, one is kind of obvious. 
The other, not so much. Um, the other one, I'm surprised it cracked the top 10. I know nothing about what it's like to hang out there. But I guess people who go there, I guess it should be on all of our radars. Even more so than Miami. What about Los Angeles? Los Angeles. L.A. Okay. Funness, you think that's a good answer? That is a good answer. I think it's a good answer. Come I don't on. think it's going to be top, like number one, but I think it's going to hit the board. Yeah, I'm glad you weighed in because you're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. All right, well. Los I Angeles mean, doesn't make the list. Another California city does, though. Is oh. it Anaheim? Anaheim. Show me Anaheim. Anaheim. Good answer, yeah. Funness. Why would Anaheim be there? Disney because Disney is there. Yeah, well, fake Disney. It's not the real Disney. Is it? Uh, no, it's no. one of the real ones. The other, the other California <laughs> it's city. Pe- it's done by the people at Disney. I know, but it's it's like uh, you know, it's not as big as the it's a hack Florida one. one. It's is a hack one. Yeah, it's a hack one. It's like going to see the Eiffel Tower in Vegas, right. in uh, Paris. Sure, it looks like the Eiffel Tower, but it's like a hackier version. Uh, San Francisco made that list. Oh yeah, San Francisco. Fun awesome, cities. awesome okay. city. How? Speaking of you, Vegas, I bet you you don't even think of the th- the city that came in at number three here. But yeah, speaking of Vegas. Show me Vegas. I mean, Funness? Are you having fun at Vegas? Yeah. How can you not have you're fun? You're damn right yeah. you're having fun. Yeah, you, got your, you got your glow sticks and your, your hands above your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got your party trucks, like your gravel and your emodium. You got yeah. your glow sticks. It's the perfect it's, recipe for a great night out in Vegas. Uh-huh. Vegas is number one. I mean, that's not a surprise. It's number one. Most fun city. Oh, So Vegas, Orlando is one and two. Miami's number four. You're not going to guess number three. There's no way you guess number three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Show me Nashville. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes, Maura. Good answer. Nashville. Who's the dummy now? Because it doesn't even crack the top ten. It's not Nashville? No. Okay. It's not Nashville. Tucker. Yeah. Show me. Come on, Vodness, you got this. Oh, do I go Dallas or do I go Austin? I'm I'm gonna go Ooh, Austin, Austin, Texas, baby. Austin, Austin, Austin Texas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number seven. Number seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're missing two big ones. Like New where, Orleans. What are, what are the two most popular cities to visit for Canadians? Even if they're New York driving. City, New York, City, New York Chicago. and Chicago. I mean, you're not going to think of this one because you're probably not even thinking Hawaii, but Honolulu's oh, on here. Oh, Honolulu, yes. Yeah, New Orleans, New Orleans. New Orleans. Go. Yeah, and there's one more in the top ten. One more in the top ten. Give one me one can, chance. Can you give us like a, a geographical location? Is it yeah. south? Is it's it west? It's warm. It's warm. It's warm-ish. Um, I'm just going to go Alaska. It, it, that changes everything. Arizona, uh, doctor. Arizona. Show me Arizona. Atlanta. Atlanta oh. comes in at number three. I, I've never known that to be a place that people go to yes. unless they're changing planes to go somewhere else. No, there's great strip clubs yes, in Atlanta. Strip club really? Of the United States. Is it really? Yes. yes. And there's also great gambling in Atlanta. Yeah. So, yes. There you go. If you're planning some travel, Vegas, Orlando, Atlanta, Miami, and New Orleans, uh, there's your top five. A nutritionist to the stars in the UK has some tips to keep us tight this holiday season. Bring it. Are you ready for this? Yeah. We have to inject health into our day to balance out the treats, right? We're going to be treating ourselves. That's normal. And you got to. You got to do it. Otherwise, you're going to be missing out. Here's the first one. Line your stomach with protein before a boozy night. 
Have you heard that before? I haven't heard that either. A boiled egg, a handful of nuts, hummus. You need something high in protein to line your stomach with because the protein will balance out your sugar levels. Where if you have a big, like, carby dinner before a night of drinking... That's usually my plan. What you got there is you got sugars on top of sugars. And you're not giving your your liver something extra to balance it out. All right, Bundus. Yep. Hard-boiled eggs Okay. before the next big night out. There you go. It's a good tip. It's a good tip. Okay, tip number two. And yeah. this is a this is a Bundus-approved move. Okay. Only eat within an eight-hour period. This is the whole intermittent fasting thing. Bundus has me on this. Is that is that your window, eight hours? Uh, yeah, I kind of fluctuate back and forth. Like eight hours is the is the normal window for intermittent fasting. Okay. Sometimes I bring it down when I when I'm like really going hard. Mm-hmm. I've gone down to like 24 hours and done that for like a few days where it's like you just eat once and then you don't eat again for and, another for 24, 24 hours. Jeez, that that doesn't sound smart. It's the 16 <laughs> eight ratio. I guess as long as you have water, right? You're okay. I yeah. mean, you can live a long time without food. It's water. That's it's the, the water yeah. you need. Yeah. So the 16 eight ratio is like the traditional intermittent intermittent fasting plan where people fast for 16 hours a day and that's including your sleep. If you go 24 uh, hours without eating, do you start looking like those people who are on Survivor where they get all cramped up and like, <laughs> no, seriously, whenever you watch that show and I haven't watched it lately, but the people who are the most ripped are the biggest babies the second you take away food and water. Mm. Like it's, it, their body's so used to getting all this uh, you know, perfect f- fuel, right? If you will, yeah, yeah. That yeah. the second that fuel supply is cut off, their body's cramping. They're complaining all the time. Whereas, like the weenie guys, like me, right, seem to do fine. You can do fine. It's definitely like if you're gonna do that, it's not something you do day one. You don't go from eating all day long, snacking to like fasting for 24 hours. You yeah. have to work your way t- towards yes. that. Your body has to adjust. Yes. And how big a meal do you have after it's been 24 hours Oof. off? Are you crushing it? Like all you can. <laughs> buffet kind of mm. style or it's a, it's definitely bigger than your normal meal but your stomach starts to shrink so you can't crush as much as you think you're gonna crush mm-hmm. you just so you the- get satisfied quicker yes okay i also find too because i've been doing the intermittent fasting that um i find myself like brushing my teeth after i'm done eating because i'm like well that's it and it kind of ends it, the window's over yeah as opposed to just grazing through the night oh i might have a couple more snacks before bed i close the window so people, it's done people who quit smoking will sometimes do that if they get the urge to smoke they'll brush their teeth oh. and then it'll be like uh, oh it'll cut know. that It'll make yeah. you feel like, oh, yeah, you've just cleaned everything. Why would you soil it after? <laughs> That's right. All that work. This one, I don't know if I can get behind this because I do this every single morning, although I do have water first, but never drink coffee on an empty stomach. Oh, do that all the time. It can, yeah, apparently, time. it yeah. causes your blood sugars to spike, leaving you more likely to reach for a carb-heavy meal later in the day. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so what you should be doing is having, like, you know, antioxidant-rich green tea first in the morning before you start slamming that coffee. But listen. Yeah. What, so what, I have a glass of water, essentially. And yeah. Try to balance it out that way. But yeah, apparently, you're not supposed to have coffee on an empty stomach. Okay. Thanks. Tips to stay tight this holiday season. How do you get rid of guests that just will not leave your place? Like after a dinner party or a house party? You pull the Mora. What's the Mora? You ghost? Or you could pull the Tucker. Uh, The Mora is you just go to bed. 
You just go up and you're like, guys, I have to go to bed. I'm so sorry. And you just go up. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and, and you hope that they get the hint. That's one of the tips on this list is you just ghost them. You don't even have to say, guys, I'm going to bed. You just disappear. <laughs> you go to bed. See you later. Yeah. Um, what do you do to get rid of, rid of people who just won't leave? These are tips from the experts, okay? I love this idea. Never thought of it. But brush your teeth. Go get your toothbrush. Re-enter the living room, the dining room, wherever they are. While brushing. <laughs> that's sending a pretty strong message. While you're brushing. Hey, yeah, that's yeah. sending a huge message, right? Oh, are you guys still here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Set an end time. You know, we do this for kids' parties all the time, you know, like two to four or whatever. Yeah. You can do that for an adult party too. Christmas drinks, six to nine, or, you know, on the invitation or through the Evite, you can be like, you know, cabs arriving at 11. Set an end time. That's not a bad idea. We were at a couple's house last weekend. And um, the daughter had some swimming course to go to the next day. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the woman who was hosting us, she's sort of like, oh, uh, you know, Ella's got to go to bed, blah, blah, blah. And then um, someone else who was there said, oh, we should probably go. And then the host said, yeah, probably. Okay. (laughs) But it was perfect. It was like, you know what? It was great. It was the perfect time to end it because anything longer than that would have just meant like a hangover the next day. This is the Julia Child method. What you've just described, it's where you nominate a guest and you and the guest privately decide that at a predetermined time, that guest is going to suggest that everyone leaves. Oh, we should probably go. I can tell everyone's getting... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You nominate somebody in the room who's going to be like, yeah, 11, 12, 12, 1 o'clock, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, we should let these guys get to bed. They got a big swim tournament the yeah, next yeah. day. Nominate a guest. Julia Child recommends it. She knows what she's doing. I like the secret combo, though, you have with someone. <laughs> Tonight, uh, we're going out, the three of us, with uh, another co-worker. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if... Uh, Bundes, uh, if you and I should talk about uh, what time we want to call it off. <laughs> we'll talk later. Don't let Maureen on this. We'll be done at 9.15 p.m. Yeah, I was going to say. No, 9.15? No later, no later than 10 p.m. Actually, we'll have the opposite strategy, which is force Maura to stay out. Will be our strategy tonight. Okay, we'll see. Power down. This is another suggestion. My mother-in-law does this. I'd never heard about it until she told me about it. She turns the heat down. She literally <laughs> makes the home uncomfortable. <laughs> so people will be like, oh, whew. you know, they want to leave because they're cold. Fast food restaurant restaurants were notorious for making furniture that was uncomfortable to sit in for yeah. long periods of time <laughs> yeah. to make sure people got the hell out. Yeah, it's, it's about like, turnover, right? Get a new family in there. I don't yeah. know if they do that anymore but it was the strategy back you don't want any furniture Mm -hmm. that's too comfortable where somebody could just take a nap there okay this is a really smart one too claim that you live in like a taxi desert or a dead zone and say you know what let me call you a cab now because they usually take like 45 minutes to get here. Oh. And then when the cab shows up five minutes later, <laughs> act shocked. Oh, wow. Well, this never, never happens. Well, out you go. <laughs> That's a fun Aren't strategy. These, good? these are so good. Bundes is going to use these just to get rid of women. If he ever ends up single again. <laughs> He's right. just start making the condo <laughs> cold. <laughs> Make sure he doesn't have a blanket on the bed. It's just one thin sheet. Oh, you're cold? Sorry, this is all the bedding I have. <laughs> yeah, you're Oh, right. Let me call you a cab. It'll probably take three hours. Mm. Oh, five minutes. Oh, wow, they're here. Wow. Yeah. Super <laughs> weird. Yeah. So there you go. Some tips for getting those people out after your holiday party. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.